Hello, it is your host, Kelly Carter. Welcome back to Business in the Spotlight. This is a podcast to help you improve your business by sharing stories and insights from successful business owners. Today, we have the founder of The Lux Way, Amanda Ascioli. Amanda, would you please introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. As Kelly mentioned, uh, my name is Amanda Ascioli. Um, I'm a wife of one, a mother of two, and I live in Tampa, Florida. I've been a bit all over the place. Um, So if you are from Nebraska, California, or Brazil, we will have some sort of a connection. Um, But I now am located in Tampa. Um, I did leave the corporate, uh, my corporate career um, in the summer of 2019, and we will get to that as well. Um, And I've been full-time online ever since, um, and really just kind of excited to be here and dig in further to how kind of my story can hopefully help you in your business. (laughs) Absolutely. And that is crazy. It completely slipped through the cracks that you're from Tampa because I'm in Crystal River right now. So maybe we need to meet up for Starbucks together one day. We were just talking about that before we went on. Yes. (laughs) I saw that uh, when I pulled up your website a couple couple days ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's Florida. How fun. We're local. Yeah. Well, no wonder you're so easy to get along with. And you're from everywhere. I also have a similar background. But yeah, tell us more about that corporate career before you became your, the CEO founder of your own company. Of course. Um, so I mentioned San Diego. I went to the University of San Diego. And I lived in San Diego for about six years. I nannied for a family actually for a couple years. And uh, the husband of that family was into investments. He worked for a large company and was their investment manager. Um, So just kind of by default, he had um, eventually asked me to intern for him. And that was really my first step into the corporate space. So I interned um, into finance. Uh, I ended up finishing, you know, my bachelor's really focusing on management, focusing on business. And and that was basically the rest of my career uh, started there. So I ended up working in finance for nearly 10 years. Um, I started specifically in just administration, um, in investments. Uh, I worked in insurance as well as just retirement planning. And throughout those years, I was in, like I mentioned, I started administration. Then I really focused on some operational roles. And then I ended the last couple of years of my career, I was in sales. And really all of those roles combined allowed me to understand how to run a business from start to finish, really. I mean, anything from, you know, hiring and onboarding through, you know, how do I get in front of new clients? How do I sell? How do I sell a product? How do I sell a service? Um, all of those things. And so really the flip for me, the culmination of, you know, these feelings of why I wanted to eventually, you know, leave corporate and become an entrepreneur was, Yes, some of that corporate burnout, um, for those of you that are either a woman or a woman and a mom, um, that definitely tied into my story and just wanting to have a little bit better of that work-life balance. And then really the kicker towards the end, those final months when I said, okay, this is it, it was just that, that passion. I think some of us forget that work is not just meant to be work. Um, I felt that in my earlier years. And then as I just grew older and wiser, I would say I, that drive for a deep passion in what I was doing became more and more important. And it, it wasn't finance. Um, my career now is not in finance and people always ask me that. So no, I don't work in finance now. 
but I have kind of that secret, oh, it's in my back pocket. I can definitely talk about it. I have tons of years of knowledge around finance and investments and planning and that sort of thing. But um, that was really where I was in in the corporate space and uh, just really kind of started to dip my toe into the freelancing world, which was really the, the start of how I could eventually then leave the, the corporate world um, permanently. Wow. So you have a very extensive corporate background that started from a young age and that was able to expose you to everything that you need to know, start to uh, finish about business and what it takes to run it and scale it, which is pretty much how you, how you got into your industry, right? How did you really get into the industry that you're now in as a CEO? Yes, a hundred percent. So the, some of the, the key things that I really focused on in the corporate space were goal planning, onboarding, um, lead generation, but having a system to your lead generation, like managing a calendar, managing a book of business. It was really like the black and white nitty gritty of, of how you run a business. And so that as a freelancer, I started to dip my toe into working with some small female entrepreneur businesses that most of the time were a creative business. So they maybe their strength wasn't in this black and white, more pragmatic type of um, services. So that was when I started to partner with some, some small um, business entrepreneurs and really come in and either fix their back end or begin it. You know, there's plenty of people that were making lots of money that had no system or process on the back end. Um, so that was really where I started my. Um, my first step into the industry of more just a freelancer. And then even in that space, there were so many questions that kept coming to me of how, why, how are you growing so quickly? How are you planning to leave corporate? Right. Cause then as, as I was furthering those um, months of doing both, I then started to verbalize that, no, I'm going to take this full time. And I think it was that surprise of people like, wait a second, how have you been able to do this and grow a business which then naturally just led me into more of the coaching industry and wanting to help other businesses strategize um, and not just provide them some back-end, you know, done-for-you services. Um, so that was really kind of the let's dip my toe and see how this thing goes. Absolutely. It's a leap of faith that we all have to take. It's once you realize that you have the skill set that is making other companies and corporations lots of money, you're like, wow, you know what? I'm going to do this independently a little bit. And once you see that you're completely capable of running your own business, it just gives a, it lights a fire inside of you to where you're like, you know what? It's it's all in or nothing at this point. I can do this. I'm confident in the fact that I can do this. So I'm going to do it. And you just have to take that jump and have the faith in yourself that you're going to do good. And we're going to get into it. But you have, you know, you launched in October of 2018, a little bit over a year ago, and you have already used your skill set to scale yourself to a six-figure business. So that is very expiring, and I want to talk more on that. Um, but really quick, let's talk a little bit more about what your business does. So can you please tell us all about the Lux Way? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So as I mentioned, I started out really providing some of those done-for-you services. I was really the service provider. Um, today, as it stands, I am simply working one-on-one -on -one with other female entrepreneurs, and I help them grow and scale their business by really capitalizing on what is their genius and learning how to then package that into the right offer, which then obviously leads the whole rest of the business. But then our goal is to scale your business to 10 figures. 10K months or beyond, right? So I'm aiming to also now grow your business to six figures or further. Um, 
how we do that is that I really dive into uh, three main pillars. One, I like to focus on the clarity of your business. Who are you? Who do you serve and how you serve them? You know, those are the main three things that I focus on initially in that first pillar of clarity. Then I find it is really important that we have to figure out, okay, how are we getting this out to people, right? That mixture of more marketing and sales. What is our marketing and sales strategy? How are we getting in front of people? How is our message? Is our message clear enough to reach our ideal client? Um, all those kinds of good things. And then really that third, third peer is third pillar, excuse me, is um, how are we then making this more of a, of a functioning system and machine? If we get stuck in pillar number two and never can really systematize or automate certain parts of the business, it will be difficult for you to scale to 10K months because you'll be in such a, a phase of overwhelm and exhaustion because you can't do enough fast enough. Um, so that's really kind of the, the last pillar that I like to focus on is you know, what systems do we need to build? What parts of your system, system are maybe broken that we could fix? Um, do we need to bring in some people to the team, right? Start growing the team. Um, and that's really, I guess, the gist of it, really focusing on those three pillars uh, with any one client that comes into my world. Absolutely. And you, you help along with like all the market research and everything that goes into that? Uh, helping as far as guiding, yes. Um, one of the things that clients, I think sometimes if they're new to a coach, they think, well, gosh, why don't you just have all the answers for me? Right. So sure, I can give you my knowledge and my experience, but you have to do the work. I think that's one of the, the mutual things that I look for when I'm looking for a new coaching client is I want to make sure that I'm working with someone that's going to get their feet dirty, willing to you know roll around in the mud and understand that it's going to take some tough work. It's going to take some time. Um, so yes, but no. Yes, I'm absolutely going to help you with your market research if it's things that I'm already well in tune with. Uh, I also believe in being a big connector. So I have a decent network of people. If you're looking for this or that or the other thing, chances are I probably have a connection that I can introduce you to that will then help you in either that market research or whatever, maybe part of the business you're currently working on to grow. Awesome. And you know, whenever you start your own business, you really do need to have that skill set. And a lot of the one of the first parts of starting a business is building your business plan, which should have your market research and everything. So from the ground up from the start, you should have a good understanding of your niche and everything. But then coming to professionals like you experts that have the corporate background and are running successful businesses, helping others streamline their business and grow to six figures, um, just for that clarity and that coaching, because starting from the ground up I am on my way to reaching six figures this year and I I now have a coach and a business mentor and it's taken the load off my back like so much just having that clarity somebody who's helped others through the process dozens of times over and knows exactly what you need to do the order like you have a complete system and set to where you can streamline helping others streamline <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and I think that's part of it. If I always tell people you don't necessarily need a coach, but if you want to get there faster or easier or with less stress, that is then when a coach can come into play. Because everything that I teach you, you could find for free online, right? I mean, there's just there's resources everywhere that you could do it yourself and plenty of people do do it themselves. Uh, it's just a matter of eventually, if you want to change the business fast enough, you'll then outsource in, in any sort of way, if that's a coach or 
an assistant or a salesperson or whatever it might be. Um, but initially, yeah, you've got to do the work. You just need the support to kind of make sure that you're going to keep your head above water. Absolutely. And when it's scaling, it's a, it's a totally different game. When you when you start out and you do the work, it, 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 it does get different because I'm sure everybody listening that's just starting their business, it's a lot of hands-on work. Sure, you can schedule your post and automate to a certain extent, but you are putting in work every single day. And when you get to the point where you scale your business and you're having to take that time making products or providing your services, then it is better to outsource and to have a network of people there to help you along the way. And exactly, Amanda, how do you help streamline with, with your new clients? Um, how do you really help them streamline and scaling their business? Yeah, great question. Uh, one of the first things, because we're focusing on uh, that first pillar of the clarity, is that I want to make sure they understand how can they organize their own ideas. A simple tool, like if they're not using Trello, for example, um, to help kind of okay, this week we're working on this, this month we've got these kind of goals, um, helping them understand we've got to have some very clear, detailed goals in place and then a place to then host those goals and, and kind of aspirations that we're working on. Um, it's a simple thing, but it's actually, again, particularly I work with a lot of creatives. Many creatives keep everything in their brain or they've got 100 sticky notes all, our, all over their desk. Fine, it, there that is still a system actually. It's just not necessarily one that's, you know, streamlining your business. Um, so that's one of the first things I always like to focus on. The next piece that I think is really vital is in that lead generation piece. So whether it's prospects or clients, how are you then keeping track of the people that you're connecting with? Uh, for example, I, I literally had a client tell me, oh my gosh, Amanda, I was going back through uh, all of my prospects. I, I was looking through all of my sent messages and was reconnecting with people. Like her process was that she'd have to go to her sent box and then start to find all the people that she'd, you know, maybe she should look at the subject line or whatever it might be. So then at that point, we knew immediately that she needed some sort of a system or process for following up with people that hadn't yet closed. Um, and again, we can start as simple as literally Google Sheets. We can get as sophisticated as a CRM tool, client relationship management tool, if you're not savvy with that technology. Um, but I don't start you there. I'm not going to say, okay, yeah, let's go sign you up on Kajabi and make sure that you're going to go spend 120 bucks a month um, for all these tools and, and bells and whistles that you may not need. Um, so the, the key thing that I focus on is, yeah, let's get you a system and process, but where it also aligns with where your business is at. Because if you start too sophisticated, then all you're going to do is worry about if your system looks nice and pretty clean and organized that sort of thing. So I think um, th there's a fine line, you know, between that. And then the last piece that I really love to focus on as far as scaling is what's your onboarding process? When we hire someone or when, when someone hires us, the first thing that they want is that, that sense of, oh, this was a really good choice. Particularly if you have a high cost service, let's say you charge thousands of dollars and they don't get an introduction email from you right away, or maybe they don't get into your system right away, whatever it is that, that you're connecting with them through, they're already feeling like, well, gosh, why haven't I heard this from, from this person? Gosh, why don't I know what the next steps are? Um, you want to make sure that that, stream, that process is so streamlined that your new client is never wondering what's next. Now, that's, yes, part of a streamline, but also then part of running a successful business to where they're absolutely going to give you an amazing referral because they had such a great journey. 
Um, they're going to give you a raving review uh, initially because of that now journey that you just took them through. Uh, one just little key tip I like to mention here as well. I always like to ask my clients for a video testimonial, like within the first week of hire of them hiring me. Why? Because I'm confident in what my onboarding process is. I know that they've already, A, they're happy with their choice of working with me. B, I've now kind of wooed them in this initial onboarding process. And we've probably had maybe one session now where they're high on life. They've probably already had some aha moments and they're just ready to rock and roll. Um, that's one of the best times to gain a video testimonial, not necessarily only at the end. Um, so that's just another little kind of quick tip that I thought about here. That's all very good advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I can attest with the onboarding. Um, our membership is in beta right now. And the biggest thing before I set any of this up was the automated emails in response. I wanted it to be an easy process for people to be able to get a hold of me um, from beginning to end. And that really has been why the influx of this. So I can attest that that's just really good advice. And those that are starting out a new venture, um, definitely take that into account. So thank you so much. Now moving yes, into course. that six figure topic, my favorite, how did you grow <laughs> to be a six figure business in a little over a year? Well, I am a planner by nature. Um, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm a high achiever. I'm very black and white. So it's just natural in my, my upbringing to be a planner. Part of that success for me absolutely came from planning. So let me kind of back up and explain what that means. When I was still in the corporate space, it was very important to me that I was replacing or very close to replacing my current income. So I was leaving a six-figure corporate career. I couldn't just peace out and and say, okay, I'm done tomorrow, right? I have a family, I'm married, like I, I'm a, a, a big part of, you know, our family's income, all of that stuff. And so that was step number one. Like I, I didn't have to be completely out in or off on my own as an entrepreneur while I was still bringing in some income. That was a huge piece for me um, to at least build it. So then by the time that I left, I had you know four or five retainer clients already just as a freelancer. And then as I began to build in the coaching piece of it, um, that again was part of that planning. I didn't leave behind some of my service provided content clients, excuse me, until the coaching clients had really been either at or, or the same um, as far as income is concerned. I think too, for me, I am never one that's scared of pricing. It's one of the big things that I think I tackle with a lot of my clients um, in our one-on-one -on -one coaching is usually there's a fear or a mindset issue or a, a confidence or whatever it might be of charging enough for what you're worth. Um, I actually think there are plenty of businesses I've worked with that I've been able to take closer to that six-figure point simply by increasing their bottom line. Um, I actually met with a bookkeeper once who had several clients. She'd been in business for three years and several clients she had never increased their pricing. So from literally our first call, one call for 30 minutes, you know, her testimonial that I can now share is that she increased her bottom line by 40%. From one call simply because she went back to those clients and simply said, hey, I'm working on a new contract, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever you can want to say as a business owner, but prices have increased. Yeah. 
as, as I was building both a freelancing space or, um, just a coaching business, I didn't have to tell people I was raising rates, right? I mean, unless there were two clients that knew each other and they were going to talk about how much they paid. Um, you know, I don't list my price on my website. So if I internally choose to, you know, maybe add some things to my program where then I feel it's more valuable or, or whatever I've, I've grown and there's enough people, there's a higher demand. I can just charge more money. That is probably the single thing out there that most people that haven't reached to that 5k month, 10k month, whatever it might be, look at your pricing because it's probably a huge factor in what's keeping you from getting to that, you know, successful 10 K month, six figure, um, salary, whatever it is that you're aiming for. Um, but in short, I want to leave you with, with that because I guarantee, uh, all of you that, that tune in and listen, if you can go offline, go reevaluate your pricing, you're probably low. Um, and if you're not fine, maybe your, your pricing is rock solid. Um, but then what could you add already to that particular offer that you wouldn't necessarily have to then go create a whole bunch of other things, right? Is it maybe that you have a workbook or an ebook or a smaller course that you've already created that now you could just basically dump into your current program or service um, as, as a bonus more or less, but that allows you then to go ahead and increase pricing again. That's very good advice. That circulative content will save you a lot of time in the long run. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And just keeping, you know, continuing to build off of those things. I would say, I guess really the other piece um, that I'll throw out there is partnerships that goes into just connections in general, but partnerships, meaning I'm specifically a business coach. I'm working like on your strategy, your blueprint. I'm not coaching you on your mindset. Like if you come to me and you have no mindset or you have no confidence in even, you know, being out in business in front of other people, you're probably going to work with a mindset coach. So I have a partnership with a mindset coach, right? That I can easily send business her way and vice versa. If she's working with someone that maybe now has mastered their mindset and they're ready to rock and roll in their business, then they now will come my way. So having some partnerships out there in the space that will time and time again be referring you business, that will also really help in grow and scale that business a little bit faster. Yes, that is one of my top sales strategies, referrals, <laughs> partnerships. I'm a Wix web expert, so I partner with WordPress experts, etc. all the other main tools, awesome. so that way we can have a referral system set up. That is a very useful tip in scaling. Thank awesome, you. awesome. You're providing so many juicy things for us today. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Um, so what are, what, what would the benefits be of somebody gaining, I'm going to rephrase that. What are the benefits that somebody would gain by coming to an agency such as the Lux? Gosh, let's think about that. Uh, usually when someone asks me why my business is the way it is, I tell them, I believe I created a business that i didn't have at the time when I was in the place where I was in your business. What that means is basically when I was growing my business, I took a course, I learned how to, to start an online business. I took another mastermind. I learned how to scale my business. But what I didn't have was that one-on-one -on -one coach that really dug in to simply me, to helping me understand, you know, let's go this way, let's go that way. At any given moment, I can send you a message or an email and, and figure out, you know, what kind of adjustment I needed to make. 
that would have helped me get to where I wanted to be much faster, much quicker, easier, all those kinds of things. Now, sure, there's coaches out there. It just, I didn't feel it was prevalent enough. I felt there's plenty of course makers. There's plenty of mastermind hosts. I felt I could have used a one-on-one coach. And then by the time I, I was kind of at that space, that was already then what I was building for myself. Um, so that's what I love to preach to other people. I usually uh, am throwing darts at the businesses that continue to just launch a course left and right. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the course. I've taken courses that have been very, very valuable and changed my own business. But it, it's just a tactic I use now to say, well, if you've purchased three, four, five courses, what's another course to you at this point? right? It's probably A, because it's a, a lower price point. B, it's going to be something a little bit more generic, right? You have to cookie cutter some stuff to then throw it into a course. So those are really the biggest things that I like to say that's different about working with me, a one-on-one coach, um, specifically the Lux way. Um, my story is just different than anyone else's story. And that is going to be true for any business owner that's out there. Uh, it's actually one of the things that I will help people kind of begin to understand when they say, well, you know, my course is going to be good as so-and-so's course or, well, she's already dominating that space. Yes, but let's think about how many online entrepreneurs are out there now. So we need plenty of other businesses to support each other. My message is not going to resonate with everyone that's even tuning into this podcast, but I guarantee that there will be a handful that absolutely resonate and then want to reach out and connect and at least have a call or conversation. Um, so that's really the other piece that, um, you know, for making your own business kind of stand out and be on its own, you just have to have the confidence that your voice does not connect with everybody. Not everybody likes Gary Vee. Not everybody likes you know, Rachel Hollis, whatever it might be. Um, that's why they have competition and there's other people in the space. Absolutely. Your title isn't people pleaser. You know, you have your niche, <laughs> you have that, that network of people that need yes. to hear your message that you're broadcasting and they will come to you as long as you're providing the message clearly and putting it out there to where they can access you. And I mean, yes. as far as what you're saying with that one-on-one aspect, a really good analogy for me is I would rather go to a gym and get a one-on-one with a personal trainer that cares about me and my body and my diet and my preferences rather than look up vegan workout videos online or do online courses to try to better my body because that one-on-one connection with an expert that knows your, you know, your body or your business in and out so that they can help you and build it every step of the way in area that you need improvement is invaluable compared to just a broad spectrum telling you kind of like every aspect. You might be really strong in some aspects, but you need an outside pair of eyes to let you know where you're weaker in other aspects. And those courses don't give you a pair of eyes. They just you know, give you, like you said, the generic cookie cutter information. And I'm sure that yes, there are that's many- a good analogy. It's interesting. I, I love health and fitness. I go to the gym myself and I've actually never thought of that analogy. So I'm totally going to use that. So I appreciate that. Because <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, it's such a good one and it's true. And I can even think about myself, like the times that I've worked with either a nutritionist one-on-one or a trainer one-on-one 
you, your results are leaps and bounds from when you do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great analogy. And I know that there's going to be, cause I know I'm already interested in contact and you'd be on this podcast. So I know there's going to be other listeners as well. And before we get into that 60 seconds in the spotlight, I had one other question for our listeners. Yes. What would be your biggest recommendations for them to improve their business? Just starting out as new business owners. Oh, great question. Um, I think I always like to go back to what would I do? What would I do differently if I were starting out today? And it would be to focus on that first pillar that I'm already going to teach you on, but that clarity. I took so long to gain clarity. Now, let me preface this clarity in messaging what I was doing and explaining it to other people. That is really where I struggled. I had a hard time communicating what it is that I do and how I help you. If you can't understand even specifically what you do or you can't articulate it clearly enough, it'll then be hard for people to to want to come hire you. That was literally the single most thing that I started to realize in other competitors. Well, gosh, she's doing the same thing as me. Why are people left and right, you know, either commenting on the posts or, you know, her programs are full faster than mine or whatever it might be. And from at least my outsider perspective, it was simply because she could much more clearly articulate what it what she did and how she got your results. So that's what I really want you to focus on. If you're a new entrepreneur, maybe you're still kind of toying with a couple different ideas. I've seen that pretty common in several of my clients. Well, I like this and I like this, or I'm really good at this and this. That's fine, but at least still maintain that clarity in explaining it to other people or if you're, you know, marketing on social media, telling the right stories that they can say, oh my gosh, that person's in my head. I must talk with them, right? That's what you want your ideal client saying. My gosh, she's like speaking from my soul. How does she do that? It's because I'm really clear now in what my ideal client is struggling with. Therefore, I can feel like I'm in their head and they will then see me as the solution. That is such good advice, girl. Honestly, clarity <laughs> is one of the biggest things I was just working with my last client on. And I think the way that you went through and did that, your three-tier, uh, three-pillar kind of system that you have set in place to help your customers, like really, if you are confused on what you do in the process and how you do it, making up a pillar sister even system, even if it's a little generic so that it's like a broad spectrum and can be applied in, in multiple areas, will help you gain clarity on your process and helping and have consistency with your customers. Because if you don't have clarity, you don't have consistency because you're not clear on what you should be consistent on. So having some kind of system set in place and you need that knowledge of clarity to do that is such you know, it's very important in being successful when starting out your business. Yes, yes, absolutely, 100%. And you seem so knowledgeable on business, so I can already tell with this interview, everything that you were talking about with your corporate background and how many people you've helped scale businesses, I can see why. You just have a very good understanding like you were saying, so how can we get a hold of you? I'm going to give you your 60 seconds in the spotlight. You can share any posts or um, links on how we can get a hold of you. Wonderful. Uh, I mostly hang out on Facebook, so you can always just friend request me, Amanda Osceoli. Um, like my Facebook page, uh, my business page, The Lux Way. Um, from there, you'll also see that I have a private Facebook community, so you're welcome to um, request to join there. 
inside of my Facebook community, I do things simple as this, right? I might go live a couple times a week, sharing some you know, strategies on clarity, sharing some strategies on lead generation. I usually try to focus on some sort of topic inside my three pillars. Um, you can also find me on Instagram if that's where you hang out. Um, but for me, I spend most of my time on Facebook. Um, if you're super interested in more just specifically me in the business, you can head to thelux-way.com. Um, there is a freebie there for figuring out how you can better goal plan for your business. It helps you reverse engineer the success of a goal. So you can always snag that and then there's a, there's a schedule right there to get on my calendar. So if you're dying to talk to me, go to my website and that is the fastest way that you can get in front of me and get on my calendar right away. Um, but other than that, uh, I simply work with people for uh, 90 days. So my one-on-one -on -one coaching program right now is a signature 90-day program. We take you through those main three pillars. But the best part is there's no cookie cutter to it because we're one-on-one. -on -one. So if we only focus on pillar number three because you're already rocking and rolling, then that's where we hang out and we make sure that we get your business uh, you know, scaling and beyond those 10 figures, 10K months as fast as possible. So... That's uh, the Lux way in a nutshell. <laughs> and I will definitely post all of those links in the description as always. Amanda, thank you so much for coming out on our podcast. Thank you, Kelly. So happy to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. And everybody tuning in, stick around for next episode of Business in the Spotlight.